Hello, dear Mental Space listeners. Welcome to the new episode. My name is Agnieszka Kochanowicz, and I'm really delighted to share with you my conversation with Joanna Stawska, who is a parental coach and positive discipline educator. Especially if you are a parent or you are facing some challenges in your families, stay and learn more about positive discipline. You will also have a chance to do an exercise and for sure there will be a lot of inspiration about relationships, communication, some tools, some ideas that you can try um, at, your, at your family. Welcome. Joanna, thank you for being with me. Hello, thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, I'm, I'm very uh, glad that you that you are with me and we can discuss today this positive discipline method. It's um, something that really come to me uh, as a parent and as a psychologist from different maybe um, directions. And, and I'm glad that you as a certified positive discipline educator can explain more Maybe you can say more about yourself first. Mm-hmm. Let our listeners know something about you. Sure, thank you. Uh, so yes, my name is Joanna Stawska and I, as you mentioned, I am a certified positive discipline educator. I work as a parenting coach uh, in the spirit of this positive discipline, nonviolent communication, uh, Montessori, yes, per Yule. I, I try to, you know, combine all the methods that I feel they are consistent and they help me to, um, to gain some more tools and ideas how to raise my own children and how to help other parents to deal with their challenges. Mm-hmm. So that's in a nutshell about me. <laughs> okay, but is, is it okay we will maybe focus more on positive discipline today? I'm... Sure. Um, I would love to, you know, mention much more, but uh, we have limited time. So uh, maybe some basic thing about positive discipline methods. What are the main principles or like core values in in this mm-hmm. approach? Mm-hmm. Sure. So I find positive discipline as a beautiful uh, gold remedy between authoritarian uh, uh, attitude and stress-free attitudes to you know uh, upbringing our children uh, as the name says it's positive so it puts the the child in the center a child with their needs uh, with their feelings and it's there is a lot of acceptance towards a child and pure love and seeing this child as a person as an equal uh, person in our family and at the same time, there is this discipline. So in, in, in my understanding, it's like showing a child some clear rules uh, which they uh, need to follow. Mm-hmm. And that gives them actually the feeling of safety. Okay. So uh, the rules are to bring more safety, not to just bring strict rules to, to obey. obey. Yes, exactly. A lot of parents who come to me, they, they are afraid that when they introduce some rules or consequently require 
you know, that they are followed, then it would mean that they don't respect a child. And I always say that, you know, we also feel more comfortable when we know what is expected from us, what the rules are. I like to give an example that if you go to a new uh, working place and you don't know anything, somebody just to make you feel happy, they wouldn't tell you anything, what is expected from you, what the rules are, mm -hmm. and how do you feel then? Are you really happy or you feel unsafe, insecure because you don't know what is expected from you, what you should do, when is a break, can you go home earlier when you finish your work? And in contrast to that, you go to a new working place and somebody explains to you calmly and clearly what the rules are mm -hmm. and what is expected from you and then you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I always compare these two situations and I, I try to show parents that really a child who knows the rules feels safe and also feels important because they are inside this, this world and they are taken into account. Yeah? So they are included, I'm hearing also. And um, yeah, oh. and is there a space for negotiation? Because it's like if the parent is, you know, showing some rules or explaining with of course respect and like inclusion but is there uh, some you know negotiation space yes definitely definitely positive discipline promotes um taking children into account when you create those rules yeah so we uh, we pay a lot of attention to family meetings when a child is also asked you know about what their needs and the solutions the ideas they have to solve some problems and there is a, in, like an invitation for, uh, towards a child to discover that they are capable of, you know, uh, creating the rules, get, finding ideas, solutions. And then it's also much easier for a child to follow those rules because they feel the authors. Yeah. yeah, so they they are okay. It's my plan. It was my idea. Mm -hmm. So we have these family meetings. We have contracts with children, also created together. We have agreements, and uh, that teaches uh, children uh, a lot of skills. You know, social skills, uh, logical thinking, mm -hmm. uh, discussion, because they also learn how to negotiate. So all these are the principles of of this positive discipline to teach a child. To, um, to take them into account and uh, show them that they are important, but also they are not, you know, the, the only ones, that there are other people around. And we have to, all of us must accept that there are other people and see their needs as well. And uh, definitely positive discipline is against punishments mm -hmm. uh, and also against pricing. Mm -hmm. Because we want to create, you know, internal motivation and we don't want to build our uh, relationship on fear. Uh, we rather, you know, go for mutual respect, understanding and uh, seeing each other in this relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's beautiful. I resonate a lot with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is sometimes difficult because I would say it's a long term approach. And sometimes, you know, parents are like, okay, but when I use the punishment, it, go, it works really quickly. I can see the results right away. With some of positive discipline uh, techniques, it is the same. You can use some technique which gives you the results right away. 
but some of them really requires more time and you may not see the results today, but after a few weeks, a few months, you will see that, wow, this relationship is different and this person, this child thinks about him or herself differently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's beautiful it's when you have yeah. it. Longer approach to, to the relationship I'm hearing. Okay. Yes. And that's interesting you said about some techniques, so maybe we will postpone these techniques uh, a bit later, but uh, if we come back and maybe you can share something, what is so special about positive discipline? Because you, you mentioned some methods at the beginning and what is mm-hmm. so special about yeah, uh, positive discipline for you? For me, the the best thing about it is that uh, it gives us a lot of practical tools and techniques, because when I was pregnant with my first child, I was reading a lot, you know, of different approaches, methods, ideas, and um, I found a lot of them very useful, but in theory, and then uh, there was something missing, like, okay, so what can I actually do when I have this child, you know, lying on the floor and shouting that they don't want to go out? and what actually can I do when I know all my values, when I know long-term you know, I, uh, ideas or goals, but I must do something mm-hmm. here and now. Mm-hmm. And in positive discipline, I found these tools, um, very practical ones, and clearly explained and really easy to implement. And I think that was the moment when I really fell in love in this method and I decided to share it with other parents because I was observing, you know, parents on the playground and they couldn't handle their own emotions or their children's emotions. And they were, you know, losing temper. And I was like, come on, it's so easy. You can just do this or that and and that's it. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I have to show people that it can be, you know, much easier and much calmer done. Okay. Would you like to share some, you know, examples of what you just mentioned? It's so easy. You can do it. It's like, uh, like yeah, sure, uh, sure. I we see the difference. What means positive discipline and what means, yeah, our frustration, for example. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it would be really a great idea to to invite our listeners to do this exercise. And um, a lot of parents give me the feedback that it's a really eye-opening. So I believe it's worth much more than you know, telling uh, a lecture for two hours. <laughs> Let's just do it together. So um, if, uh, if you, dear listeners, have something to write, it would be really great if you could you know, have a pen and a piece of paper and take notes. Uh, I will tell you what exactly. If not, then just, you know, try to focus, uh, close your eyes and try to answer the questions which I, uh, I'm going to ask you. And I would like you to, Im- to imagine for a second that you are a child. You can be a child of the age of your own children, but don't think what they would do. Just, you know, think that you are a child, for example, five years old. And I'm your mother for a second (laughs) and I will you know I will tell you some statements and I would like you to observe uh, what you are thinking what you are feeling and what decision you are making when you hear my statements okay so feelings uh thoughts and decision yeah if you are for example if you want to do 
something what I'm asking Decision for. for action. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And when you analyze your uh, thoughts and your um, feelings, think about feelings towards yourself and towards me as well. Okay. So close your eyes, take three deep breaths so you can feel it really. And I'm your mother. I'm not going to tell you again, stop playing right now or your toys are going into the garbage. And now take notes or at least think, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? And what decision are you making? Next statement. You'd better cooperate or you will lose all your privileges. And once again, what are you feeling, thinking, and what decision are you making? If you don't stop doing that, you will spend the rest of the day in your room. I'm not joking. And the last one, I don't care that you don't want to brush your teeth. March to the bathroom and do it now. Okay, so I think it's enough to give you the impression. <laughs> and normally, if you were together, I would ask all of you to, to share. But in this case, I, Aga, if you want to share what you had yes. written down. Yes, right now, do you, do you mean? Can I? Yes, yes. Let's, let's discuss it now, and then we will yes. move on with the exercise. Um, I will tell you also what usually parents answer, but if I have you here, I, I will start with you if I can. It was very interesting. Thank you for, for the statement. And I, I have the number. So in the first statement, the one was about cleaning the toys and, and putting them to the rubbish. First of all, I was afraid. And I had some judgment about how mean you are. How can you do it? And it's... I would start crying. I think my decision or my action will be just crying uh, mm -hmm. in this moment. Uh, mm -hmm. In the second, um, I also felt afraid and angry, really angry. And I can imagine I could be kind of aggressive in this situation that it's so, you know, um, 
yeah, difficult. Mm -hmm. In the third, mm -hmm. the first thought was it's so unfair. It's it's mm -hmm. kind of you know punishment. I, I I don't understand. It's really not fair. And uh, I could also be more arguing, for example, like you know start shouting. Uh, and in the last one, there was mainly sadness. I would cry that I'm not seen here. I'm not visible somehow for 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 you. Yeah, as a mom, that I have mm -hmm. I have some issues and you don't see them. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. don't care actually. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And that's exactly what usually parents answer. So either they feel angry, they want to rebel even more, they want to fight, definitely they want to do what I ask them for, or they are afraid and they, do, they will do it, but because of fear. Mm -hmm. And not, they are not willing to cooperate because they understand why they should do it or they want to help me, but because they are afraid they will lose the privileges or the toys or something else or they will be in their room so the question is if we want to build our relationship based on fear which a lot of parents say uh, confused with respect mm -hmm. and they say you know if I don't talk like this they will not respect me and I'm like it's not the respect you know it's just the fear so uh, definitely even if it works it's not based on mutual respect. It's not based on trust. Another question we can ask here if as a child you would come to me, such mother after such statements uh, with your problems, mm. or if you make a mistake, if you do something wrong, will you come to me to tell, talk about it, to look for solutions? So do you find this relationship you know, trustworthy? Mm. How would you feel, Aga, in no, I would, be afraid. I would be afraid of judgment, of not receiving this, yeah, not understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, the question is, what do we want to build for the future? What kind of relationship? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it starts very early. Yeah. <laughs> you can see these examples are often for small children. But that's how we build this relationship for the future, right? Yeah. Okay, so once again, let's move on with this exercise because it's not the end. Okay. <laughs> it will be the same uh, actually task for you. So again, close your eyes, imagine you are a child and I'm your mother with some different statements now. And once again, take notes of your feelings and thoughts and decisions. Please stop crying. I know I have said I wouldn't buy you anything this time, but okay, okay, I will. Just stop crying. And you are a child, so take notes. As a child, what are you feeling, thinking, and what decision are you making? It's time to finish, but okay, I will give you five more minutes again.
why don't you, why don't you listen to me? Mommy is so sad because of you. You make me cry. I wish you would eat your dinner. Think of all the starving children in Africa. <clears throat> okay. So I think that's enough here. A few things were actually different. So let's just, if Aga, if you want to try first and say what, what you noticed in this. Yes, yes, but uh, generally there was a different energy, I can say. There was more maybe like the fight and cry uh, in the first um, exercise. A group of statements, yeah. There, there were more feelings like I was confused, I was... Um, somehow smashed with the responsibility and like the shame and the guilt uh, about uh, about what I'm doing yeah, to my to my mom and uh, sadness also but less anger less anger mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah guilt shame sadness confusion mm -hmm. were you willing to do those things were you willing to eat this dinner or you know do something what I'm asking you for? I, I would, but with really bad uh, feelings, like, uh, yeah, maybe Out of guilt. fear of losing yeah, this relationship. So, hmm. okay, yeah, yeah. The, the, there will be more sacrificing myself for keeping the relationship. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like emotional blackmail here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You make me sad, you make me cry, do it because I will cry and you are a bad person. Yeah, a lot of parents say they felt really like, you know, worth nothing if they don't do it. They are a bad person because, because of them, mommy is sad. Because of them, mommy will cry. And is it their fault that children in Africa are hungry? You know, what my dinner has to do with it, yeah? Exactly. <laughs> so this is, yeah, this is like, the, it sounds much, as you mentioned, calmer and from the position uh, as a mother, yeah, it's like I'm asking you, I'm begging you, I'm, you know, playing on your emotions, but actually it can be very harmful for a child because, as you said, either they sacrifice themselves for the sake of this relationship mm. or for mommy being happy, or they uh, they are confused and mm. they don't know what to do, what mm. is expected from them. If we talk to a three-year-old child about children in Africa, it's like, you know, what, what do you want from me? Yeah? I don't understand it. And the first two, uh, actually a lot of parents say that they make, make them happy, the statement, yeah. because it's like, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my decision, yeah, I, I got it, yeah, five more minutes, yeah, so I'm deciding here, I had also this kind of thoughts. Yes. Five more minutes, she will buy me something again, yeah? Mm -hmm. So because the first example in the shop, you know, I said I will not buy it, but I will. Just don't cry, don't cry, please, yeah? 
And this is very often what we do as parents. Yeah? We are so stressed about the situation in the shop that, okay, no, it doesn't matter just to keep my child quiet. And the, the risk here is that, of course, a child would, may feel happy. I want another toy. I want an extra five minutes. Uh, but also it puts them in a different position that they probably um, come to the conclusion that it's always worth trying. So every time in the shop, they will have those outbursts because probably once again, I would win something. Mm. Or every time when you tell them stop playing, for example, come to dinner, uh, but they know that last five times they won another five minutes. So why not to try again? Mm -hmm. And very often it's long, long term perspective. Exactly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then parents, you know, are angry that children don't listen or they have these outbursts in the shop. And I'm like, okay, but who taught them this? You taught them that it's worth trying, yeah? that the louder they shout or the more they moan about something, they will get it. So of course they will try because they are intelligent, right? So why not? It, if it works, I will do it. So this is, yeah, this, this is very tricky because it solves, it can solve your problem now, yeah. but it can create a lot of difficulties for you for the future, for you as a parent now. Yeah? So it's so, the first one examples. It's effective because it brings this, uh, the, 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 the change of the behavior, for example, but it's not building the relationship and it's not building long-term approach to the social skills or like self-esteem of the child and so on. Exactly. Okay. And it's like, yeah, I always love that it's a rope on your neck because you will get more and more of that. And it's not a child's fault. Mm. It's actually, unfortunately, our fault because this is what we showed them, that it's effective. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so the last group of statements for you. So once again, the last time, close your eyes and uh, imagine you are a child. <clears throat> I know it's hard to stop playing, and we agreed you, you would turn off your computer at seven. Okay, so take notes. How are you feeling? What are you thinking? And what decision are you making after hearing the statement? I know it is hard to stop playing, and we agreed you would turn off your computer at seven. I can see that you don't want to go to bed and it's a bad time. Is it your turn to read a book or mine? Mm -hmm. I can hear that you don't want to brush your teeth. I'm a teeth monster and I will catch you if you don't. And I'm running after you to the bathroom. 
with a huge smile on my face, which you maybe not don't see. Mm-hmm. And the last one. I understand that you don't like cleaning. Me neither. And at the same time, I like when it's clean. We can do it together if you want my help. How different energy you can feel hearing those sentences, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how was it now? <laughs> For sure, I, I, I felt seen. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the first impression. And I was much, um, I was willing to do it. I was willing to cooperate, to keep you for the reading and, and have I know to, to, to decide, okay, you read, okay, help me with the cleaning. Yeah, it's better to do it with you than, than just by myself, but I will choose to do it with you. Mm -hmm. That was somehow my, my decision. And mm -hmm. I would go also for the you know play uh, with the teas than arguing. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Energy in this was was a better choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's here actually I, I used a few tools of, of positive discipline. So we, we could probably spend a, you know, an hour just analyzing the sentences uh, in more details and the, the, the techniques which were used here. But in general, as you can observe, the first part of the sentence was always to emphasize that I can see, hear, understand my child, yeah, you as a child. Mm -hmm. It was like, I can hear, I can understand, I can see. Uh, so as you mentioned, then a child really feels seen, understood. Yeah, there is some attention for them. Mm -hmm. The second part was a clear message, what I want from them or uh, yeah, invitation for, you know, doing this together or having fun. So like, it, you know, the, um, we, we just, you know, try to make some fun out of it to encourage a child, of course, mainly with small children, or it's like a question uh, with uh, limited options. <laughs> yes. So it's like, you know, is it your turn to read or mine? Yeah. Do you want to do it alone or together? So we give choice. We give a choice to a child. They feel very powerful and decisive, mm -hmm. but there is no option that they will not do this. There is no option. Do you want to clean or not? The options are together or alone, yes? Yeah? So um, this is, you know, this is another technique that we give them a choice, but also, as I said at the very beginning, there are clear, uh, you know, boundaries mm -hmm. and frames. Mm -hmm. So there, the, the room must be cleaned, basically. Mm -hmm. yeah? <clears throat> and the, mm -hmm. One thing that I also mentioned that there was never bad. 
Like I exactly. see you, but there was I see you. It's still a time to go to bed. So there was no, you know, this kind of bad that is like okay, it doesn't matter anymore that I see you, I hear you. It was still valued. Yeah. Yeah, this is just uh, what I wanted to say that it, yeah, yeah, it, it's wonderful that you've noticed it because we often don't realize that this small word, but, deletes everything what we have said before. Mm -hmm. so if we, I say, I understand you, but you must do it anyway, it's like, you know, the child doesn't feel understood. And it's not only a child, it works the same among adults. Mm -hmm. So uh, the small change of you know using and or and at the same time instead of but it really changes the whole you know meaning of the sentence mm -hmm. yeah because it shows it's equal it's you with your needs and it's my need that something should be done and it's equal mm -hmm. i don't delete the first part yeah mm -hmm. so uh, exactly this is very very useful tip for parents to substitute but with and or and at the same time and when you start using it, you will notice the difference because very often on my courses at the beginning, parents are like, what? <laughs> it can't work. It can't be that simple. And after a few weeks, they come to me. It really works, you know? Mm -hmm. So I recommend trying, yeah. Um, can I ask you something about this? As we agree, you, you use this kind of uh, form and it can be really tricky because from the parents' point of view or like the, the, their perception, they have this feeling, okay, we agreed on something because I proposed and the child said yes. And mm -hmm. as, as I know, it doesn't mean the same in positive discipline. This is not the agreement when the parents only propose and the child said yes. And then one hour later, it's not like, you know, the same. They, want, they don't want to obey anymore. So can you maybe say more about the agreements? Yeah, exactly. So uh, I definitely agree that we often think that because we said something, it means we agreed on it. And I, again, I always compare it to the situation uh, in, at work, for example, that if you sign an agreement with somebody, uh, then you have to read the terms and conditions and both sides must agree for that. And if they don't, they negotiate as long as they come to some solution that both parts can accept, right? And it's actually very similar here. So we invite a child to, to sit together and discuss the, you know, the situation, the possible solutions, maybe the consequences. If something is not done, then what, what may happen then? Or, or what could help them to, uh, to do their part, basically, yes? And we are also obliged to follow these terms and conditions. So I often have the situation when the parents come to me and say, you know, um, I've, I have a problem, you know, to put some limits on my on the time when my child uses TV or um, phones. And I ask them, you know, how about you? Do you put the same limits on, <laughs> on yourself? Do you show, do you give an example that half an hour means half an hour? Mm -hmm. And then you put your phone away and you spend time and focus on your child. Because very often we have different rules for a child and for ourselves. And that's okay in some situations that's normal. Yeah? If people especially now have to work from home, obviously they need to use computer or mobile phone much more, but it must be clear for a child yes, that the, the wider different sets of rules. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why discussing it together with a, with a child 
and then being consequent and obey the rules we agreed together obviously would help a child to, to follow the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, that's very powerful. Uh, it helps to sit, discuss, write it down, or if you have a small child, you can draw it, uh, whatever you agreed on, and children laugh, you know, making a sign that they signed it. Yeah? So if they can mm -hmm. write, they, they would sign it. If not, they could make a stamp, you know, of, with their finger and some paint or they can draw something. It's really powerful, you know, that, uh, and much easier for them to respect it. But you also have to remember that they forget very quickly. So uh, you can't get angry that they forgot. You can just remind them, you know, do you remember what we agreed on? Uh, do you remember our contract? It could be somewhere on the wall in the house. And then you can refer to it. But you really have to be patient because they focus very quickly on something new and they honestly forget about it. <laughs> so it's not their, you know, unwillingness. Mm -hmm. It's rather sometimes that they are not capable of doing this. It's like building new habits and like a new, yeah, uh, functional rules in the house or in the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe you can share more about, you know, common or like the most frequent uh, issues or like challenges parents are facing and they are coming to you. Uh, I think the most common is the um, dealing with emotions. So usually, of course, parents mention uh, anger and outbursts or this rebel attitude. Uh, but I, I believe, you know, it's much more behind it. Yeah, this is what we see on surface. But in general, we have problems with dealing our with our own emotions as adults, um, talking about them discovering them, recognizing them. We have problems. A lot of us as adults have problems with it. So obviously it's difficult for us to teach our children how to recognize what is behind your anger. And then the next step, how you can take care of the needs so that you don't feel what you feel, yeah? <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, it's again, you know, the wonderful topic for <laughs> next conversation, you know, what is behind the outburst and anger and and how can we help our children? Just because the example, what can be there, like to, you know, just for like reflection of, of our situations with our children, what can be behind? Uh, it could be fear. Okay. It could be uh, the, the, um, the feeling uh, of a child that they are not seen and not heard. It's like if they hear a lot of the statements from our exercise from the first group, uh, some of them, as we mentioned, will start listening to parents because of fear, but some of them will start saying no for absolutely everything because they will fight. They will fight for their independence. Mm. They will fight for their rights to, to say something or to do something in their room, what they want to do. So uh, it's just, you know, asking us, please notice me, mm -hmm. take me into account, listen to me as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, what we see as a, you know, outburst, it could be just a request to be seen and heard. It could be uh, that, you know, they, um, <laughs> they are not, uh, um, at this stage, yeah, they don't know how to cope with uh, some uh, some rules, for example, and some uh, when parents say no to something, so they don't know because they they haven't trained it yet, and their reaction seems 
not to be adequate to the situation, but for them something important is happening. Mm -hmm. yeah? Very often is that you know on uh, we go for a walk and they lose some flower which they picked up earlier. And we, we are rushing, we say, go home, go home. And they are, no, my flower, you know, I lost it on the way. Let's go back and look for it. And we are like, what a stupid flower. We don't have time. It's just a flower. And, you know, we, we want to go. And we don't see it from a child's perspective. For them, this flower could be extremely important. Very often they collect them because they want to give it to us later because they want to show they love us. And now they lost it. And we don't respect how important it is for them. So for us, it's stupid outburst, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. And for them, it's fighting for something extremely mm -hmm. important. So when we stop for a second and ask them, what's behind it? Why is it important? And very often, I believe we really can help them with it to solve it, or at least to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that may help. And very often, just naming the emotions will calm a child down just saying this because they are too small very often to to recognize it by themselves they know something is wrong so they are shouting crying but they can't name it and just by asking questions you know is it that you are angry is it that you are afraid of this situation because it's something new is it that you missed me all day and now you can see me and I'm saying like, I have no time I have to prepare dinner does it make you feel angry or disappointed. So, you know, when we start talking and using some names of the feeling, then it's very often enough to calm them down. Mm -hmm. But I'm hearing that the, the emotions of the child is like invitation for the parents to investigate a bit, or like really be curious about what's behind. What is exactly it? what kind There's of always something behind yeah. <laughs> What kind of need is it like being important or being safe or being seen? There are really important needs behind. But I, I think we, you know, we as adults weren't taught this because our parents very often just didn't know how to do it. They were not aware. So it's it's really difficult for us as parents to do it because nobody taught us. Yeah. And and this is like, you know, a lot of learning for many of us, just to, you know, first be aware of it that there may be something behind this anger, to be aware that all emotions are good. We have to accept the emotions. We don't have to accept some behavior. Mm -hmm. This is what I emphasize very often on my courses that you know there is huge difference between a child as a person and their behavior. Mm -hmm. And we supposed to accept and love our child unconditionally. And, and at the same time, we don't have to accept all their behaviors. And here we can be strict mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. right? But we have to learn it because very often our parents didn't have the skills and we didn't have good examples. Mm -hmm. So also I, I emphasize very often just, you know, forgive yourself all your mistakes as parents. Don't be, you know, too strict about it and give yourself time to learn and to yeah. make mistakes. Yeah, that, that's my next question. How the parents can take care of themselves? Because if they, they hear, okay, it's my fault, I, I, I just did it wrong, I, I, <laughs> not my intention actually, yeah, I just wanted some, I don't know, being effective, for example, like, yeah, yeah. keeping my family functional, yeah, and they, they can realize that, uh, yeah, some of the routines they have or like the habits or the you know sentences can be harmful so how, how to take care 
Yeah, this is difficult <laughs> because a lot of us, a lot of parents who come to me, they are really, you know, they're doing their best. And this is something which we have to, uh, you know, admit. And uh, we are doing our best. We are trying our best. We just sometimes don't have the tools or knowledge. And this life, and I believe like we want to teach our children something so that to make their life easier in the future, we also have to learn and practice, 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 and observe that we make, uh, you know, fewer and fewer mistakes and appreciate it. Not, you know, focus on the fact that, okay, uh, one time I shouted at my child and I don't want to be such mother, but think about this nine times when you didn't shout, when you stopped yourself. Mm. Or if it's a really bad start, I would say, and you, sh you shout all the time, then focus on this one time on 10 <laughs> when you managed not to shout, mm -hmm. when you, you know, stopped at some point. Mm -hmm. Appreciate yourself that you managed to apologize to your child and take responsibility for it. You know, go to your child and say, I'm sorry. I know I shout too much. I'm working on it. And I'm very happy that yesterday I didn't shout at you. And I'm sorry that today it happened because I lost my temper. But taking this responsibility is very, very important because then the child doesn't feel it's all their fault. Mm -hmm. That they are guilty of everything what happens in this family. Yeah? We have our part as well. So I, I believe because, you know, I, it also happens to me that I lose my temper I, when I'm tired, I shout or I say something that I regret. I, we are just humans. Yeah? But uh, I believe that when I go and apologize for that, when I take responsibility for that, my children still build their self-esteem. Mm -hmm. So it's like a reconnection again. Yeah, like when we exactly. do something that uh, disconnect us from our children, it's like we need to do something to reconnect again. Exactly. And also the, this way we teach them that if they make mistakes, it's also fine. Yeah. Sometimes you really need to apologize or to fix something, mm -hmm. but you are not a bad person because you did something wrong. It's just mm -hmm. human. So, so such attitude, I believe, help us to survive and not to feel guilty all the time and, you know, build our children's personality as well. Uh, but the other thing I, I think, I believe that a lot of moms especially don't appreciate is self-care. Wow. Is this time out for ourselves uh, it's me time, as I call it, and doing something for ourselves because, you know, we can't give energy to our children if we don't have it. We can't be patient to our children if we all the time are exhausted or stressed. It's just impossible. So uh, that was a part which was really difficult for me personally, uh, because I always put myself, you know, very, very far in my priority list. But when I saw that because of that, I harm my children. And I also noticed that my children started doing the same thing that, you know, I was modeling the, the, um, the attitude to life and other people that I'm not important. And my children started doing the same thing. And I didn't want it. I couldn't look at it when my son, you know, was allowing other children to do anything, was giving away everything. He didn't, you know, he didn't know how to, let's say, fight for his rights or for his happiness. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want it for him. And then I realized I must set an example. Yeah. 
And I can only do this by taking care of myself. And it doesn't mean you'd stop taking care of your children. It just means uh, you, you are looking for some balance. Mm. It's again, and, you, and yeah, my children are important, but, and I'm also important, yeah? Exactly. At the same time, I also have some needs, right? And if I don't take care of them, I will be more and more, you know, empty, powerless, uh, stressed, <clears throat> and then I can't give it anything to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, why am I saying this? Because for a lot of moms who come to me, it's difficult to put themselves first. But if they, um, if they understand this point of view that you also do it for your children, because then you have energy for them, and then you set a good role model for them, then it's really much easier because it doesn't feel so much selfish mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you know, <clears throat> that you take care of yourself. And you have a right to tell your children, you know, today I'm tired, I need to lie down and read a book instead of playing with you. Or I need to go out for some, you know, fitness or uh, even go for a walk by myself because I need it. Mm-hmm. And then I recharge my batteries and I come back in different energy. Mm-hmm. And then we can do something nice together. Yeah. So uh, this is something what a lot of us must learn again. Uh, some of us have it, so that's fine. <laughs> but some of us really need to, to repeat to ourselves, it's not selfish. It's for the good of my whole family. Mm-hmm. And then I believe it's easier and it's necessary. Mm-hmm. But do you observe this kind of tendency that we, we don't put ourselves as, as, as important as our children? It's something like uh, reserved for, for the Polish culture or is it in the cultural? Because you work also with people from different countries or like from different backgrounds. Is it something, yeah. you know, like this um, motherhood just focus our lives so much on their children that we forget a bit about about ourselves. Yeah, I think I would say it's in general. uh, It's not just typical for Polish culture. I heard it from people all over the world. And I also think that, you know, there are parents, there are mothers who can definitely take care of their needs. Uh, But a lot of parents who come to me who are looking for, you know, either uh, like, for example, positive discipline or in general, positive parenting courses, or they are looking for a coaching with someone like me. Uh, These are people who are very aware and they, uh, I often notice they, uh, you know, demand a lot from themselves. Mm -hmm. So these are not the people who think, you know, punishments are good. Everything is the fault of my child. I'm perfect. Such people wouldn't search for, you know, coaches or courses. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, there are a lot of people like this in the world who don't think they can improve anything and who believe they are perfect parents. But the people, you know, who come to me and I have contact with, they they try to develop all the time and they are looking for new solutions and they know they have to improve their behavior first before they expect something from their children. That's why I believe so many of them have this problem, that they are perfectionists, that they expect too much from themselves, so they feel guilty if they do something wrong. Mm -hmm. And they have a problem to prioritize their needs because they love their children so much that on the way they lost it somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's how I see it. Again, take care of yourself and uh, put this as a long-term learning process yeah that's 
your child is learning, what you are also learning for, for the relationship, yeah, for the strength of it. Exactly, exactly. And luckily, I, uh, I, I can observe uh, this tendency that people are searching for, you know, different ways of meditation, mm. of um, empowering themselves, of, you know, relaxation, or, you know, there, there are a lot of ideas what you can do, because the self-care could have, you know, very different uh, like pictures, you can, you can do it in very different ways. So uh, there are many options. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not just one thing you can do. Yeah? And for each of us, it will be something different. Somebody needs you know, to practice sports, to get rid of this energy. Some people prefer you know, quiet meditation. And you know, just a lot of different ideas which we can, which we can practice. And, and as you said, step by step, slowly with a lot of patience and forgiveness towards ourselves. Uh, but yeah, this is the process. I believe it's worth trying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe finishing slowly our conversation, uh, can you maybe give some examples of the tools, like of the techniques that maybe your 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 favorite, maybe? Because I maybe I can also share one that I used and was very powerful in my family. Um, when you make this uh, plan of the morning, for example, because when you have small kids and you, you need to go to, to work and be on time and go with kids to kindergarten or like nursery. And you need to repeat so many things or so many times, like what is next? Yeah, what do you need to do now? And I also observed that I, I was much more frustrated. I, 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 I didn't have energy to repeat what my kids are supposed to do. Yeah, like, because it's the every day, the same routine you, you are expecting, they know. That's not true. They don't know. <laughs> they, they, have so they know, but they keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah, but there are so many other interesting things that they would just start to catch their attention. So making this plan, and they were so happy to draw like the points. Okay, now it's the you know uh, waking up, then it's the dressing up, then it's the breakfast, and like putting a list of the morning was such a beautiful solution uh, for our you know emotional um mornings uh, that there was much more calmer and much more peaceful and and uh, cooperative atmosphere yeah yeah do you have any your favorite uh, techniques or tools yeah i have quite a few which i use on daily basis <laughs> i i believe yeah this, these plants which you described are, are great and uh, uh, very helpful for a lot of parents um the, the technique which I appreciate the most, uh, I would say, is a special time. Mm -hmm. And this is um, this is the, the special time with your child. So we, we're supposed to uh, set a regular time for that and do it every day. If we talk about children up to seven years old, the best solution is to have it every day. So for example, every day at 5 p.m., I spend 15 minutes with my child and trust me, 15 minutes is enough. A lot of parents say like, what, only 15 minutes? And I say, yes, but what is important is the quality of this time. So it really must be the time when you turn off your mobile phone, turn off your computer, turn off TV, and pay full attention to your child and ask them, what do you want to do in this time? It's like you and me time. 
and uh, focus 100% attention to your child and their, you know, whatever they want to talk or play or do, uh, and do it on regularly so that a child knows that their time will come. It's so much easier than to say, you know, at the moment I can't play with you because I'm working or I'm preparing dinner, but I can't wait our time at five. You know, and it's really nice, it's really good idea to have some name for it. The best is when a child thinks of this name and uh, put it into your calendar, set a reminder, like treat it really seriously. The, the ideal situation is that you do it every day at the same time with one child. So if you have more children, it should be separate time for each of them. Of course, the real life sometimes looks differently. Sometimes it's impossible to do it, you know, every day, then one day with mother, the second day with father. Uh, with older children, it can be not so often, but longer time. So you spend, you know, one hour twice a week. Yeah or three hours at the weekend, and then you can go out and do something interesting for them, right? Uh, if you are alone with two or three children, uh, it's also doable. You just tell the other children, now it's the time of, for example, Monica. So now I will focus for 15 minutes on her. Of course, you can be in this room because what else can you do? <laughs> but I will focus on her and I will play with her. And afterwards, it will be your time. Yeah, so if it's possible, really be only with this child. But if not, it shouldn't be an excuse not to do this. Yeah, I, I was most of the time alone with my children and I you know, always managed to do it just by emphasizing whose time it is and focusing on this person more. And this is really, again, this is something which seems very easy and like, you know, how can it help me? And trust me that it's feeding all the needs of a child. Like, you know, they feel important. They feel decisive. They feel seen. They feel, uh, you know, that this, this love because you pay attention to them 100%. Nothing else is important at this moment. Yeah. So this really is a very powerful tool. And the next step of it is the, uh, me time, okay? So special time for myself. So what you could do is also say, okay, 15 minutes for one child, 15 minutes for the second child and so on, depending how many children you have. And then 15 minutes for myself and teach your children, then they, then they shouldn't disturb you because it's your time. And they will know how important these 15 minutes are and they will respect it. And it really works. Yeah, yeah, it sounds powerful. Really, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Joanna. It was really interesting and complex, I think, because we touch children and they need, and the parents and they need, and like the relation, the relationship, and the long-term perspective. So I, I, I have this feeling that it was really uh, rich and uh, very interesting. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's like, yeah, I, I <laughs> when we start talking about it, I could go on for hours. So I hope it wasn't too much. <laughs> uh, and I believe that everyone can, you know, take, subtract something what they need at this particular moment. And uh, yeah, and just, you know, this is the, this is great that we have so many tools and ideas that you can choose whatever suits you and whatever is useful at this particular time. So for more information, you can find Joanna's website on, in our description. So yeah, you can find her and her work. So thank you very much.
first. Yeah, I would be happy to help whoever needs it. And thank you, I could share with you and have take part in this interesting conversation with you, Agnieszka. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you very much for being with us. And don't forget to check our description of this podcast because there is a gift from Joanna. Thank you and bye for now.